0: Oh, hello. You might be wondering why I'm here. Well, right now, anyway, we're an hour early. I know it's a, it's a special early edition of the Robert Scott Bell show. Going to go pick up mom from the airport uh, because it's graduation week for my daughter, Ari. And so, yeah, we have the option to go a little bit early and we are and thank goodness, my friend Leslie Manukian was like, yeah, I can roll with that. She's flexing to early time. So Leslie Manukian, health freedom defense fund, We're going to be talking about the great victory they had in California and uh, more. There's so much we can talk about with Leslie. And then Boyd Haley is back after many years. We haven't seen him uh, a scientist, doctor, researcher, professor. Uh, What kind of uh, thing has he been working on to bind mercury and get it out of the body? And what about iron dysregulation and oxidation of the brain, the nervous system? That's on tap too. questions of the day. If you guys want to chat, come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. Sign up for uh, the newsletter as well. If you missed our AMA on Zoom, you want to become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. We are eternally grateful for your help there, too. So with that, let's get this healing party started an hour early, right about now. The
1: Robert Scott Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Can we do one of those uh, Fox News alerts? You know, everything's a news alert. Yeah, Super Don loves that. Everything's a news alert. Alert, alert, alert. Well, today the alert is that we're early. Uh, now we're early. And uh, those of you catching up later, you're like, what happened? Well,
1: I'm- I used to have that sound effect back in the day. Right? I remember that, yeah. And they didn't sue me either. Which was kind of nice. Well, it was
0: nice of them not to sue you, of course. they've Yeah, Fox they, News Alert. Yeah, everything's going to be alert. 83
1: degrees today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know Leslie Manukian will melt. That's what I'm hearing. That's what she says. 83? No, like there was on. a funny bit
1: be. that somebody put together. Uh, I remember years ago, and it was a Fox News Alert, and it's like yeah. it had this like this chorus of people singing, "Fox News Alert, we're all gonna die." Fox News Alert. <laughs> I have um, to find that. I might have that somewhere.
0: But everything's an emergency. They still,
1: you know, they still use the Fox News alert like it's nothing. I mean, it's, right. everything's a Fox News alert still.
0: Well, you know, they programmed reactions, if you will, with that sound effect. Uh, but anyway, here we are. Thanks for uh, doing this a little early today, Super D. Going to pick up mom at the airport uh, after the show, right? I dart out. Uh, I don't know. What, you know, people are going to show up in the second hour. Going, where did the show go? I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting, but we have the flexibility, so. You yeah. know yeah i i just got your show man it is my show i think and 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 it wouldn't be as good without you so hang in there buddy uh Mm -hmm. it's been an emotional week a roller coaster obviously with the loss of our friend dr Batar. um we had our zoom ama yesterday a lot of talk about that uh for patrons we had a number of new patrons join us thank you for that and Uh,
1: new people joining us on rumble as well welcome
0: everybody on rumble we we do this show two hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And then what we've patterned into is uh, pre-recording a special Sunday conversation show, uh, an hour-long show uh, for Sunday. So we're technically still six days a week. And uh, coming up will be G. Edward Griffin and more on uh, Sunday show, gearing up for the next Red Pill Expo, which will be in Des Moines, Iowa, in, I believe, August of this year. There's a lot of upcoming events. We would be going to the Advanced Medicine Conference, but uh, this weekend, obviously, uh, with the family and everything that's happened with Dr. Batar, Oh, we're just going to, we're going to stay home and, and enjoy family and friends and, and fellowship. And and, do and listen
1: to some old episodes of Advanced Medicine Monday, which I happened to, I uploaded, well, two things actually. Yes. The AMA from yesterday is uploaded on Patreon. And mm-hmm. I uploaded the earliest episode of Advanced Medicine Monday that we have up uh, really? on there this morning as well.
0: From, from 2011?
1: 2011, 2011, February 20 wow. or February 17th or something it, like that
0: did you find the one with Liam chef and Dr. Batar because Celia Foydor, you know all I
1: have are dates
0: oh you don't so if I find I don't have
1: descriptions it, yeah
0: yeah I mean there's some history there so like 425 different episodes super Don has so uh, we want to make that available first and foremost to the patron supporters and maybe beyond that as well uh, so anyway I, I I'm I'm still emotional I'm still feeling it trying to smile through uh, the losses that we've had over the years many friends and family members. Uh, yet we're here. We must celebrate and enjoy the best week to the best of our ability, uh, the life that we have. And I enjoy doing this with you, Super Don, in case you didn't know, I appreciate you very much. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you, you know, tell the people that you love, that you love them. Uh, and yep. you, you're reminded of that every time you lose a friend or a loved one, of course, um, the expiration date, who knows what it is. Um, but we're going to, we're going to do everything we can to enjoy the time. And, you know, I think, uh, transform the consciousness for the better. At least that's my intent. And one of these stories that hopefully you can see through before it becomes a reality in the marketplace, because inevitably we know the FDA or fear and death administration pretty much rubber stamps, whatever the CDC's ACIP committee does in terms of let's get you another jab, let's get you another vaccine. But um, the reluctance to get vaccinated, it's called vaccine hesitancy, as they call it. For me, it's vaccine obstinacy because you're not coming near me with that thing. And you got a syringe, I got a 45, just as Michael Badnarik told us, who's going to make a bigger hole, you know, Uh, because you're threatening my life or the life of my family members and children with those experimental injections. Yes, I said that even after it's FDA approved, it is an experiment, a grand experiment, one size fits all collectivist Marxist communist medicine. I'm just going to call it like it is. And and so they've been trying to figure out how do we get past this thing? And, you know, over the COVID years we've just been through, it's about mRNA injections. And, and excuse me, what a mess that is. What an absolute disaster that is. And yet they've got pipelines of hundreds of potential vaccines based on the RNA technology. If anybody uh, is honest about what this RNA technology is doing, it would be shelved immediately and, and you know, put on a space capsule to another planet that you don't like. And even that might be mean for that planet. But now uh, they're experimenting with something that would be a no jab injection, so to speak. needling. It's like dermal abrasion introduction. We're going to pierce the skin, but at a micro level, so you're not going to feel it. It'll feel like Velcro is is attached to your arm or something. And this is the trial that they're describing at The Defender, an article written by Brenda Belletti, uh, PhD, and basically an Atlanta-based biotech company saying it successfully concluded the first ever clinical trial with the help of guess who? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, microarray injection free vaccine on children as young as nine months old. Um, I I'm look, I want to drop numerous F bombs right now as I talk about this, but we have a family friendly show. We got a lot of kids that listen. And I know you can explain to them why Robert Scatbell wants to cuss because there are certain times where you just, the language is not, it doesn't do justice to what's happening here as the entire paradigm of artificial induction of antibodies it's a it's a dead end before it begins the entirety of the vaccine paradigm and and i wish my friend liam chef were still here if you haven't read his book official stories you'll see the absurdity of it to begin with how jenner scraped the udder of cows after observing that the milkmaids didn't get smallpox as soon you know hey let's cut open innocent victims including children and take that pus and just drive it under the skin and then of course we saw historically uh, validated to see sepsis, death by in, you know absolute infection, the loss of limbs, arms having to be amputated because of the, the infection that would ensue. And that was the rise almost immediately after Jenner came out with this thing with the Anti-Vaccination League in England surrounding the Temple of Vaccinia that we've talked about here. So as they try to uh, repackage vaccination in a kinder, gentler, non-injection way, don't fall for it. The starting point of the holy grail of their sick, twisted, death-inducing cult is any cost to produce antibodies, despite the fact that if you talk to an immunologist with his or her critical thinking skills still intact, they will admit that even if you have an antibody for a given infectious agent, it doesn't guarantee that you will not succumb to that infectious agent and show signs of quote-unquote infection symptoms. And even if you don't have an antibody, it doesn't guarantee that you will actually succumb to it and manifest signs of that very same so-called infection that they've identified. These symptoms associated with this and on and on it goes. But very few people argue that point. They just go, oh, the vaccine is dangerous. Um, uh, But this one isn't. This one's better, right? Safe and effective. Have you seen the documentary film that we did? Utah Safe and Effective. Go to Utah safe and effective.org and you will see the lack of scientific rigor, the lack of science at all. In fact, in many cases in parameters around the studies that brought out this emergency use authorization of a shot due to the panic, the fear induction machinery of a world in the grips of fear of germs that made us so vulnerable to the assertion that if we do not get the jab, we're all going to die which to a lesser degree, this is what they try to argue with the previous vaccines before COVID. And yet they acknowledge that the the shot wouldn't prevent death, but they tried to say it would prevent infection and prevent hospitalization. On and on, it and all the lies were revealed. And the documentary, utahsafeandeffective.org, for free, you can watch it, uh, is revealing of that and all of the conflicts of interest institutionalized between medicine and state, medicine and media, medicine and even church. And it's an uncomfortable reality that must be uh, acknowledged so that we can move forward and see things like this as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with an Atlanta biotech company are going to then take this information to CDC. The ACIP committee is likely going to rubber stamp it. I don't know when, but the entirety of our, we call it CDC, FDA, the oligarchy that Jonathan Emor talks about, has been captured. By an industry that profits off of sickness, disease creation, and disease management. And vaccines are critical to that. And so, if they microdermal abrasion you into a vaccine reaction, just because it's not one needle pumping through deeper, going through the skin, the dermal layers, maybe arguably a l- little bit less invasive, but still, it is penetrating into the various pathways of the body that are violated anytime you pierce or violate that epithelial barrier, even at a microdermal level to, to drive things in probably, who knows, more nanoparticles, lipid nanoparticles, who knows if they're going to take the mRNA into that introduction, because it doesn't say anything about the ingredients of this so-called non-jab-jab, micro-millimeter, million-jab thing. That will be a billion dollar industry if they can succeed in promoting it through the ACIP and CDC rubber stamp approval process. So I'm going to pause there because I've got a friend to, to reintroduce to you. She hadn't been on the show in a while. We love her dearly. I love her dearly. She, if she doesn't know that she's such a sweetheart, she's like a, uh, you know, family to me and uh, she's done extraordinary work in her lifetime, even before the health freedom defense F- fund became a reality. And we have that linked up in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. Y'all check it out. Health, FreedomDefense.org, And if there's an organization worthy of your support, that is it. And uh, Leslie Mnookin is back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Leslie!
2: Hi, RSB.
0: There you are. You're not melting because it's what, below 70 degrees where you are right now?
2: (laughs) I'm actually in a sweater.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny.
2: Well, it was actually um, in the 30s here last mm. night and so it's cold Yeah, and I actually it was 75 yesterday but I turned off the heat because it was so hot and I opened all the windows and I forgot to close them before I went to bed and so it was like 50 something in here when I woke up nice. this morning.
0: <laughs> so you're chilling out this morning with me on the air early and thank you for flexing early to be on the show it's so good to see you it always is and you know you have a lot of history here with me and and on this journey we've been on in this lifetime crossed and intersected paths many times and Oh, uh, we've got some updates, of course, that I want you to share. But uh, anything that you would like to share about the passing of Dr. Batar, I know you knew him as well, and and all the things that <sighs> we've lost, friends that we've lost. You've known many of them too.
2: Gosh, it is just, um, it's just heartbreaking. That's all I can say. You know, um, when I first heard the news, I couldn't believe it, and it was just after hearing about um, Ronnie Cummins. There have been so many. And you know, you go back over the years, I mean, gosh, how many people in the health freedom movement have we lost? And of course, people die. You know, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but Mm -hmm. there seems to be a very high level of um, loss in our community. And, um, you know, Dr. Batar was one of our leaders. He was one of the most, I think, um, profound in his outspokenness. And it's just heartbreaking. Um, that his wife and um, family are now on their own. And I mean, what can you say? It's just heartbroken. I just sent my sister (laughs) yesterday a message with just three broken hearts on it because it's just all I can say. You know, it's it's heartbreaking. This guy, I mean, think about if you look back to 2020, he was one of the first people out doing videos, speaking out, talking about what was coming, what was coming, what was happening and what was coming and how public health was being hijacked in order to install a new regime on the world. And, you know, he was raising the alarm and it, I mean, he, he, he offered a great service to our country and to the world. And um, I am only one peop- one of many people who are, you know, hurting because of his, his passing.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think about the, this weekend, supposed to be a, another celebration together, the fifth annual um, advanced medicine conference. And things come and go on this planet, but I think the sense that I get from people that know and loved and appreciated Dr. Batar that they're not running in fear over what happened or happens, you know, as you said, there's life, there's death, there's, there's, and then there's life and continuity. And if we're here, we're dedicated uh, to, I believe some very high ideals, as are you in restoring freedom, choice, if you will. And I think the most uh, criminal element of what we saw during COVID, uh, was not that they would try to bring out a, a new dangerous experimental vaccine because we know that, that that's their MO anyway. It was that this time they were trying to eliminate any option to choose not to get it and live a, a, what we consider a normal life. And that, to me, crossed that, that line. And we've seen it in California. We've seen it in New York and other states that have you know violated fundamental tenets of even religious freedom to say no to something in order to participate in some aspect of life. And, you know, the Health Freedom Defense Fund has, has done some amazing work and what you've done to beat back some of these mandates, so to speak. And on a federal level, we've talked about the, you know, mask mandate in, in in the airplanes as well. But, you know, at the school level in California, the kind of abuse that these kids have been going through is another thing I want you to talk about. And, and you know, what you what you've succeeded in doing and how you did it.
2: Well, let me just say, first of all, that. Um, Your audience may also um, remember that I made the the documentary film on vaccines, The Greater Good, which came out in April of 2011. Mm -hmm. And I urge people to go and watch it because I think it's more relevant today than even when it was released 12 years ago. You can see it at greatergoodmovie.org. And... I have been showing it recently. People have been asking me, can we watch the film? Will you do a QA afterwards? You know, so we just did one here last week in my community and we did one in January. And you know, I have to say, Robert, people are sobbing through the film because I think it it um it resonates viscerally with them in a way that it didn't back then they get it. They totally understand what we were trying to communicate to them about the capture of these federal health agencies. And you know what you were talking about the micro patch. I mean, we could talk about the RSV shot. Oh my gosh, what they're trying to do. I mean, literally. So watch that movie because it was the first sort of Hollywood production quality, um, vaccine documentary, um, Produced and um, and I think it it was it was a big part of this kind of groundswell of um, parents standing up across the country and saying no to shots, which then resulted in a knee jerk response from the powers that be trying to take away all of the exemptions. Right, the film came out and we started to see that people started saying no, and then what happened was that. Reaction where they started to attack our freedoms yeah. by in New York, in California, and these other, and these other states, and taking away yeah. all but very, very narrowly defined medical exemptions in California and New York. I mean, it's crazy. Literally, your kid has to be catastrophically injured in yeah, California course, before, you before you get, can get yeah.
0: <laughs> before and you
2: course, get an exemption.
0: It's so backwards because it should be an opt-in situation, not an opt-out that you're assumed to be part of it and you must comply or, you know, else, you know, you beg your way out of it or sue your way out of it. It's just absurd. It's so backwards. And yeah, in 2011, when your film came out, I mean, it was ahead of its time in many ways, even though our community was just ready to, yeah, let's take it out and share it with the world. But much of the world hadn't seen what we had seen, hadn't mm-hmm. witnessed it and and they were shielded somehow from it. And then, of course the COVID now three years later, uh, there's a significant Increase in the percentage, and that's an understatement. More than we could have ever done in in a hundred years, thanks to their overplaying the hand on the COVID issue. That now we've got doctors and scientists, as well as many more laypersons, going, "Well, maybe it's not so crazy to start questioning these vaccines, one or maybe even all of them." As some of the physicians that have come on over to this side have looked back and said, "If I was lied to about the COVID jab, maybe I didn't get the real story on the rest of them." You know. Yeah and it took and it takes often a lot of brutality a lot of loss of life and suffering for the human consciousness to shift now individually we can all you know one at a time we talk about regain our our sanity and then maybe it impacts a little bit a little bit but they really accelerated the consciousness shift in our favor in favor of freedom and choice again
2: yeah did you see that there was a poll done in canada canada Maybe a month or so ago, that only 39 percent of parents in Canada will now, without question, give their self their children all the children's vaccines.
0: I didn't see that. Only
2: 39 uh, percent uh, say they have no questions about children's vaccines. So the
0: majority have a question or more. Yeah. Um, again, that's work that I credit the Fauci's of the world. You know, all of the vaccine fanatics. Totally. Are the ones that did it to themselves, and we warned them. Super Don and I were out there going, "If you just left us alone and ignored us, you, you, you know, you know, you're going to lose three percent, maybe. But now it's like 30, 40, yeah. 50 or more. I mean, this is an astonishing thing that they accomplished. Thank you very much, Skept ducks on the world.
2: Yeah, uh, well, man. only fifteen percent of the population, I think that was the last number I saw, actually took a booster, um, the last booster, fifteen percent, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the bivalent. We're no. talking, a, a, I mean, a Catastrophe from a public health standpoint, right? <laughs> They're telling everybody it's the safest thing, it's the most necessary thing, it's the only way that you're going to protect yourself. I mean, they keep going on and on about it, and only 15% of the public complied. I mean, that's what I call um, an epic fail, you know? Yeah. To use yeah. my 20 year old's. Uh, um, epic parlance. fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Epic is, is right. So, um, we see good things happening in the midst of you know some tragedies and losses and things and um, the sadness that I have of, of I've lost friends over the you know the COVID hospital things that they ended up in there locked in and couldn't get out never got out and you know even if they knew better you know the the issue of illness being real or not that's never a call a, call, a question that we have it, the reality of people suffering is real the question of causation of course that's where the controversy comes in and also the question of what to do about it. Maybe there's controversy there. Uh, but what we have is, uh, you know, in the Western world, going back a long time. You know, I, I mentioned that in 1844, American Institute of Homeopathy was was founded. Three years later, 1847, the American Medical Association was founded. Why? Because they wanted to dampen the the enthusiasm for the growth of homeopathy in the United States, in particular in the West. And then, of course, Flexner Report 1910 set the stage for medical curricula shift to only petrochemical patented stuff. and an overt attempt to classify anything that wasn't that as quackery or something that would be denigrated. And many of the people in the 20th century in America bought into it. And I never heard of you know my story of homeopathy until I was 24 years of age, and it changed my life. And here I am in my mid, some would say almost late 50s. I'm not sure, but uh, doing better than I did in my 20s because of homeopathy and all the natural medicines that none of which was in our curricula going from grade school to high school to college, university, and doctorate level. And uh, here we are suffering because of it. And now because of that suffering, I see more and more physicians and doctors of all kinds coming together and saying, you know what? We need to do better. We need to set up a parallel track, a different road, because these institutions are so corrupt, we can't reform them. And so that's, I think, a healthy now response to say, I'm not waiting around for them to do it and tell us how to do it. We know how to do it. Let's go do it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm um, on the advisory board of a new group, Freedom Healthcare, and we're trying to actually set up a separate healthcare system, a true healthcare system, not a sick care Mm -hmm. system, outside the existing system, because right now you pay insurance, but you don't get the medical treatment that you want. You have to pay for that on top of it. And the other thing is all that doctors do. I mean, I I heard someone the other day was telling me, oh yeah, I went to this doctor and to try and help. And all he wanted me to do was take a drug. He just kept giving me another drug and another drug. And I'm like, well, if, if your only tool is a hammer, then the whole world's a nail, right? They're all they learn how to do is prescribe drugs. And that's not to say that there's not some good aspects of modern medicine. I get in a car crash Take me to the hospital, right? Yeah. My son was born by an emergency cesarean. He is a, 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 you know, a classic example of why we need modern medicine. Mm-hmm. He was never going to be born. He had the cord wrapped three times around his neck and a couple times around his shoulders. We probably both would have died. And he wasn't born for four days because I was trying so desperately to have a natural birth. Mm-hmm. Um, there are purpose, you know, good good purposes for modern medicine, but it is it, sh- it should be the 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 last resort and in my view and i'm also a homeopath you may remember
0: yeah of course
2: and i think that our whole system is upside down we literally go and use a sledgehammer for everything and that's a problem you know you were talking about the vaccine patch well yes. it's not just all of the chemicals and things that are in vaccines that cause problems it may just be injecting it the bypassing and- yeah exactly do you remember there was a study done out of kyoto university in japan um, at least 10 years ago. And they took just the antigen, just the protein, so just like measles or something like that, and they injected it into animals. And they found that with just doing that, absent any of the toxic ingredients that are generally in vaccines, that was enough to overwhelm the immune system and cause what was called, what they termed immune dysregulation, meaning that the immune system could no no longer right itself and get back to a kind of equilibrium. Mm -hmm. So we have no idea what we're doing. We're artificially manipulating our immune systems and it is to our detriment, but it helps the pharmaceutical industry because then they have Patients for life, you know.
0: Yeah, you create this it, society culture that has to be managed with the medicines that they have patented, if you will, and eliminated all competition or attempted to do so. And, you know, the natural products industry, the rise of herbs and supplements and things is despite all of the obstacles thrown in their way by the regulatory agencies that feign to protect us from harmful things while promoting the things that are the third, second, or first leading cause of death. And Jonathan Emord knows that all that also also well from his battles, you know, in the courts, even to beat FDA eight times, and says, "Well, it's not enough because they just thumb their nose at the court rulings." And so now he's running for the United States Senate in Virginia. One of the guys that knows all of this.
2: Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, um, I was at a conference last week in Chicago at the University of Chicago. It was held there, and it was um, Academia's COVID failures was the. Uh, title of the symposium. And they had in, you know, a lot of big wigs. And um, it was really interesting because all of these academics, doctors, scientists, attorneys, law scholars, professors, they literally were arguing for more of the same, that we need government to use its purse strings. And I'm like, government's already using its purse strings. That's the problem. The $50 billion NIH budget, that's the problem. And then they said, I said, you know, what about accountability? And And well, you know, yeah, that's important. And then moving swiftly along, Listen, if we do not have accountability for the crimes committed over the last four years, it'll happen again. And the fact that uh, they've just now approved this new drug, this new vaccine, the RSV, I'm sure you've heard about this. It's crazy.
0: virus. I mean, you know, how, how many ways do we have in homeopathy to address what they call that and the manifestations and symptoms of it safely? I mean, it's just ridiculously how simple we can do what we have to do. But, of course, none of that was discussed at the, the failure meeting at University of Chicago, one of the <laughs> top egghead research universities in the nation, maybe the world. And it tells you that they're morons with <laughs> high-level medical degrees Just as i've been describing and and our worship of 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 the mind in that sense is is corrupted uh, generations at this point and this is why i've 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 kind of i don't say rebelled i maybe i'm rebelled against it but i've always felt something there's something wrong with those institutions even though i attended one of them one of the eggheads you know at emory in atlanta i'm like oh there's something not right here i didn't know what it was until i learned then suddenly all of these higher levels of education or indoctrination Are so wrong yet we're still gonna go back to them for what do we do now we screwed up everything but let's give us some more money we'll Mm -hmm. fix this really like rochelle walensky claiming that at cdc and now she's out who's she gonna go work for in big pharma i don't know yet
2: it'll be very interesting to see won't it so i have to say i you know i really reflected on my way home and after i got home what is it first of all there are only two women including myself who spoke Mm -hmm. we both um spoke briefly, and we both were panel moderators. And it was very interesting to me because we were the only two women, all the other experts were men. Mm -hmm. And I'm not someone who sees things generally speaking through a feminist lens at all. I'm just, that's just not the way that I see the world. Um, But I thought that was interesting. But most, most important, I was just shocked at they would talk about the failures of government and then say, well we just need more government or they talked about the lack of accountability and then we don't need it and yeah. i have to say i i've really started to reflect on it is it that and remember i went there mm-hmm. i attended the university of chicago i got my mba there and that was what launched me into finance to goldman sachs
0: well seriously i mean that's the inside <laughs> job right when you totally. go to the university of chicago or these You know, high-level research institutions in various fields are like, this is the the ground that we go. We're going to collect you and bring you in, and we're going to continue the same thing.
2: Yeah. And then you get the golden handcuffs, and so you stay because even though it's destroying your soul, except that I didn't, I quit because I knew it was destroying my soul, and I didn't want to be part of it. I was playing for the wrong team. I knew. But here's the thing. Is it that these men, and I'm making this point because it was almost all men, Mm -hmm. who are apologizing for what's going on? They're literally just explaining it away oh, well, there's a little failure here or there? That is it that they are afraid of losing tenure somehow, although that's supposed to be not subject to loss? Mm-hmm. Is it that they are afraid of um, appearing impolite, being disinvited from polite society? Mm-hmm. Is it just that they're cowards? I mean, is it that they're just indoctrinated? I, I don't know, but it's pretty clear to me um, you know, I spoke with someone else who's a big leader in the freedom health freedom movement yesterday, and he told me that if he looks at his podcast and at his followers, about 80, 80%, 85% of them are females. Mm-hmm. Why is I that, Robert? Why is that? Is it because the mama bears have been, you know, invigorated in all of us because we see what's happening to our children and we're not going to allow it? Is that what it is? Is it because... We're the intuitive members of society. I don't know, but there's something going on. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, you know, I've argued that the uh, the medical uh, paradigm is is very heavily masculine dominated. We can say male too, but even if you're a woman and you go to the medical school in order to succeed, you have to suppress your femininity, that normal side. And and I've argued that men and women both have characteristics of that. It's not 100 mm-hmm. percent of one or the other but if we look at what it takes to succeed in that environment it is the the, the suppression of intuition you know the suppression of the caring the concern the, the healing aspect of healing is gone and it's just a mechanical or chemical process now and if you begin to ask questions based on intuition or spirit connection or guided the masculine rebels against that or that which you know controls that paradigm and you see in the research institutions all of these men yeah i agree they're cowards Absolutely. I'm embarrassed for doctors and scientists who continue to buy into the same lies when moms at home, not and this is not a denigrate thing at all. I'm telling you, they're smarter than every medical doctor and Ph.D. that still buys into these lies and wants to say, just throw us more money. We'll get it right next time. Yeah. They figured it out long before these guys did. And yes, there are women in medicine and science. I acknowledge that. And, um, you know, so kind of hold your hate mail or send it. I don't care, whatever, but, uh, the idea is an important part of the discussion. And, um, I, I, I cannot, you know, look the other way because it's sort of like elitism in the past when it was a caste system in America, we were supposed to do away with that, but it still exists often within the university level into the finance world. And, uh, I saw the the final interview that, uh, Dr. Bittar did with, uh, Bruce Lipton, you know, a few weeks before this event come, was supposed to come up. And, You know, Dr. Lipton would talk about, you know, how come the rich people always stay rich? It's because their expectation is there. It's not that they're smarter. They they're brought up to believe it. It's like a belief system early from zero to seven. And you just have this subconscious or unconscious belief at that point. Those that are poor, stay poor because they're programmed in that way. Uh, So the caste system is artificial, but it's artificially induced through a belief system. Even the people in those situations don't even know most of them. uh, They're aware of the programming that goes on in young childhood, but that, it's hard to break free of it at any age and again kudos to you because of the integrity within you something in you said this is wrong and it did that for me too and sent me on a different journey
2: yeah um for me there was just i just knew i was playing for the wrong team i'm sure you've heard that story i've told many times before that a vaccine um a ceo of one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies came into my office And I decided what European stocks went into our portfolios. And so this CEO and his whole management team came in to reassure us about their stock because it was getting crushed in the market because their new blockbuster drug, which was in phase three trials, was killing people. This was trickling out of the... um, you know, the rumors were trickling out into the market. And he came in and he said, okay, you know, so a few people have died in the clinical trial. The bad news is the FDA is going to make us put a black box warning on our packaging. The good news is we still think we can do 7 billion in peak sales. And I was just like,
0: "Yeah," ah, ah.
2: you know, I, I just, I literally, I, I said to myself, man, I have to get out of this. This is just wrong. I'm playing for the wrong team. And that was the impetus behind me starting Health Freedom Defense Fund was that I have all this knowledge and experience from finance. I had a front row seat watching what these people would say and do mm-hmm. and and how they were so um, willing to trade off human life for their corporate profits. And I was just like, you know, over my dead body and that's why I made the greater good. And then when 2020 opened, I just knew what was happening. I mean, after 20 years of redoing all this research and they put all these different pieces legislatively in place, I knew that they were far, finally starting the big one in my view. And my family laughed at me, you know, oh, really? Oh, honey, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> my husband said, I'm like, no, you have no idea what's coming. And um, anyway, that's why I started Health Freedom Defense Fund in the summer of 2020, because I knew that they were going to use this as a pretext for mandating all manner of medical um,
0: Interventions. Implements.
2: interventions, yeah, interventions, and that we had to do something to fight back. So we started doing research. I raised some money, and um, that's why we were ready to go and and file against the the mask mandate by the summer of 2021. And all these, other, we filed against the Los Angeles Unified School District in March of 2021. I think we were one of the first lawsuits against um, a vaccine mandate, and. Um, um, you know, we've been able to really help a lot of people. And th- the truth is that either people go to jail and the courts uphold the law mm-hmm. or else this is going to happen again, or I think there's going to be a revolution. That's what I think. I don't mm-hmm. think there's really any of their outcomes because I think there's enough people who are um, pissed off enough that they, and I'm not condoning violence. I want to be very clear. I'm just saying I can't see the people who are awake about this going along with it again i can see them saying i'm not participating in this anymore and i'm going to move to a new state and that new state changing the way you know moving away from those who want to comply with this stuff that's what i see happening
0: well and if the courts don't rule in in uh, the limitation of government agencies to violate the freedom of the people then we are in a state of anarchy Uh, and, and, and it's not induced by rebellion from the people. It's those in government and the legislature and the executive branch and the judicial branch going, there's no limit to what we can do. Now we will just keep going unless somebody pushes back and you know, you've done that with the health freedom defense. fund. what do you think is, um, you know, maybe there, there's some keys that you've, because of your backs background and knowledge. Uh, uh, has been to succeed. For instance, we have an article here that says Bishop Unified School District to pay $400,000 and conduct training for all employees in settlement agreement for harming students during COVID-19 pandemic. How did you achieve that?
2: Yeah, this is so exciting. So exciting. So, you know, in the um, really in the in the heat of the moment back in um, the fall of 2020 and then into 2021 when all the mandates started to roll out. So, you know, they introduced the shot and then they kind of went along saying, well, let's just let people take it voluntarily. And then sometime in the summer, um, spring of 2021 and into the summer, then you saw this whole deluge of mandates. And there were lots of people who had been doing their research, listening to people like Dr. Batar and others, and they decided that they didn't want to subject themselves or their children to this um, experimental intervention and so they didn't but what happened was all the you know the companies and the school districts started mandating it and in california the governor issued executive orders mandating it even though he doesn't have the power to do that and in bishop which is a very small town not far from mammoth california and yosemite near the nevada border they called me some of the parents called me and I spoke with this one man and I said, you know, listen, we have so many things going on. This is what I would recommend you do. Look at the resources. We had actually created all these how-tos about the law. So all the vaccines were emergency use authorized. They still are, even though <clears throat> even though it's claimed otherwise. But yeah. we put these things under our resources page that explained what Title 21 of the code of federal regulation says. It specifically says that any emergency use authorized product is voluntary, that it carries with it the right to accept or refuse that treatment. And so we just said, you know, give Uh, them this.
0: How did anybody miss that? I mean, we talked about it on the show, but they were like, nope, we're doing it anyway. We're kicking everybody off the whatever. It'd be military, it'd be private contract, whatever you can't do it unless you get the shot. I'm like, dude,
2: it's, a, it's an emergency use authorization. How are yeah. they doing this? Yeah, well, most people didn't even know about it until our legal team started really digging and found that and we started publicizing it and then it spread. But that was the basis of our first lawsuit against the Los Angeles Unified School District in March of 2021. And the day after we filed, they rescinded their mandate because they knew they were wrong. But what was really interesting, what happened was in the middle of July, so our lawsuit still had to make work its way through the courts, and in the middle of of July, the week before we were supposed to have our um, uh, hearing with the court, the Office of Legal Counsel at the Department of Justice issued what's called an opinion. And the opinion says that this clause in the Emergency Use Authorization um, Code says that you're required to be apprised of the consequences of declining the intervention, hmm. which can be construed to mean losing your job. Right. That it had something nothing to do with medical consequences, but that it could be losing your job or your family or whatever. This is so absurd, but it shows you the depths to which these people in power will go in order to justify their tyrannical grabs of power. And that's all it was. So we had published all this stuff and the people in Bishop... Took our resources, and they went to their school board, and they said, "You know, this is wrong. This is wrong." And the Office of Legal Counsel, I think, put that opinion piece out there as a um, a little bit of a cover for school districts, corporations, courts to believe that they could interpret this code in a different way than it was clearly intended to 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 be implemented. And so they went to the school districts, and they kept educating them, kept t- telling the board, "This isn't right." Here's what it, here's what it says, and all this, and it went on and on. And mm-hmm. finally, they said, we're not getting anywhere with you. We need to um, have some kind of a mediator. And so they actually hired their own attorney because you have to file what's called a tort claim in California before you can proceed against a state entity. And they ultimately got a, uti- a retired. US federal judge who looked at Title 21 mm-hmm. and looked at what happened to these kids, these kids, were made to stand separate if they weren't vaccinated. They were required by their teachers to stand up and say, I'm not vaccinated. Then they were made like on a soccer field or somewhere outside to wear a mask and separate themselves from their classmates. I mean, this is outright bullying, intimidation and discrimination. And this judge said, you've really got something here. This is wrong. And he ultimately, negotiated a settlement of $400,000, which is no small amounts of money. That's and and the school district has had to pay it. And it's on the basis of these the emergency use authorization law and the um, discrimination against their children. It's incredible. So I'm actually quite hopeful about this, that this will be a bit of a wake-up call to other um, yeah. state actors across the country.
0: Well, we know that they're going to look for another excuse to declare an emergency because the lust for power is without end for those that are in government particularly, but uh, areas of, of uh, you know, say, human experience, that's been the history of, of, of humanity and government. And if they can get away with the suspension of the Constitution, which are placing limits on primarily the government, not the people, uh, they will uh, attempt to do it again. But your efforts through the Health Freedom, and Freedom Defense Fund uh, significant and pushing back and letting them know, uh-uh, you're not going to get away with it that easily if at all, uh, the next time. And if we've learned anything, it's like, we've got to go a bit on offense here, not just react. We've got to be proactive in preventing this from happening again, because I know they want to, they're planting the seeds for it. They're telegraphing it as just did Fauci did said, Hey, when president Trump's becomes ready, there's going to be a surprise, uh, <laughs> you know, infection thing going on. Pandemic's coming. It's like, really? How did are you a psychic? What, what was that all about?
2: Uh, Did you see, I think the WHO even came out yesterday and said, you know, they're having the meetings, they have their annual meeting, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about the international health regulations and the global pandemic treaty, and there's this new document they want everybody to um, uh, consider, which is not going to be made public until the fall. But they specifically said, I'm pretty sure I saw a headline about this, Mm -hmm. that there's a new pandemic coming and it's worse than COVID. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, there's
2: there's no doubt this is why. So DOJ, on behalf of CDC, has appealed our mask mandate win. And there's only one reason they've appealed, and that's because they want the power to do it again or something (laughs) like it. Otherwise, they would just let it go away. You know, there's no reason for it. So they clearly don't care about the rule of law. Look at what the Office of Legal Counsel said at DOJ, they're not concerned with the letter or intent of the law. They're concerned with power and lining the pockets of their cronies. And you look at this new RSV vaccine, the same thing. I mean, you you can't actually, you couldn't write a, a horror story better, right? They admit that RSV affects children, babies under age two, the worst, and that the ones that are worst affected are those who have lung issues or a heart problem, a congenital heart problem, okay? No one else has any issues with it. It's literally the common cold. Most people don't know they've ever had it, and yet they're introducing a vaccine in the fall of 2024, and it's only approved for those over 60 because to give it to children under age two would be dangerous because it causes severe respiratory (laughs) disease, and FDA is approving it. I mean, this is just like, you know, you you, you can't...
0: Absolutely rogue agencies. You Um, cannot
2: script it better. It's like, I mean, it's a horror show, you know?
0: And and you're at the University of Chicago and these (laughs) medical morons and researchers can't even conceive that the immune system doesn't even function, you know, between zero and two to produce antibodies uh, in 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 an adult way, as if the antibodies were even necessary and sufficient to protect you from disease. I pointed that out in the opening monologue once again, that these are the people that are the experts. And they get it wrong from the word go, but they have the letters and credentials, and we have been worshipful of them in society for, we could argue, centuries. And it's a misplaced worship. It's a false idol or false god, a false religion, a false teaching. Yet it is it is dominated even many churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, etc., Uh, as they have fallen down and said, whatever they say, let's do it. We'll not have worship services this week or for months because the government says it's an emergency and we can't have it. Think about that, how successful they were in getting even people of faith to abandon their faith over this.
2: You know, I think um, you touch on something really important, Robert, and that is this very well-cultivated cult of the expert, especially in this country. Who else puts... A title in front of their name, except for doctors. Who else wears a lab coat and a stethoscope, a white coat, in order, order to denote their stature in society? Nobody else, no other professional class does this, but they do. And who else, you know, my brand is Camel, right? In the white lab, you know, the white lab coat with the stethoscope and everything. Ask your doctor, ask your doctor, ask your doctor, all these things it's a very, very well-defined narrative in order to get people to submit to authority, right? And it's it's the doctors, the whole medical establishment, and then, of course, government is part of that, right? Defer to authority. And I think there's a, a very, there's a lot of, Psychological literature on the um, usefulness of fear as a tool in order to get people to submit to authority. Because when they're confused and frightened, they don't know who to trust or who to believe. And so they defer to authority and
0: authoritarianism instead of autonomy.
2: Exactly. And so, you know, if you just take a step back and do a little bit of research and observe what's happened in the last three or four years from a dispassionate standpoint, you can see that actually there was a tremendous amount of manipulation in order to achieve an end goal. And these institutions like FDA are not there to protect us. They are there doing the bidding of the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, listen, the pharmaceutical industry pays 65% of the drug approvers' salaries at FDA. They know who butters their bread and it's not the public.
0: Well, and, and what else do they control? You know, we yeah. talked about the, the curricula of the medical doctors to be. And so they come out and they are programmed full on. Now, some have broken through that programming. We've had those folks on the on the show for many years. and I called them friends. Some of them are no longer with us, as we know. Yeah. Uh, and again, our worshipful belief in a false authority and a false God. To me, this was a spiritual crisis, Leslie. Nothing less than that. Of course, then it manifests in various ways, political, economic, et cetera. And, you know, we're dealing with uh, the destruction of the Federal Reserve note dollar, which shouldn't exist in terms of, you know, independent of the gold and silver it was bound to back in the day when we had constitutional coin. Uh, So we're looking at uh, impoverishing people for more forced dependence, except for those that are realizing it and trying to do better. You know, we talk about this and Liam Sheff, our good friend, no longer with us, talked about. He just saw what was coming, said, everybody start growing food, you know, and we, we've become much more aware of that. And many in the audience here have done so as well. But even that may not be enough. We've got to find ways to economically interact on a local level, go to hyper local levels. Um, we've been utilizing goldbacks locally uh, to replace, you know, by choice, by freedom, not by coercion and deception. Those that will uh, say, you yeah, know, I'd rather take gold than the paper that tomorrow I don't know what it's going to buy me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we're dealing with, hyperinflationary cycles, if you yeah. will. And uh, again, that's another part of the awareness I know you have as well. But all of these things tend to lead us down a path of dependence and worshiping authority or begging the authoritarians, please take care of me, rather than the spirit of autonomy that God gives us, of co-creation, to not rely upon these artificial institutions, but to be connected to the source of all, healing, wisdom, gifts, abundance, etc. cetera. And that was Dr. Batar's final message, too, you know co-creation autonomy free will choices that are not given by others to say these are your choices but choices that you and god know about and then you live your life accordingly and so it's a big crisis but it's a big uh spiritual awakening that may occur and i'm not talking about one religion over another this is about your connection your relationship personally and i think that uh coming back to that is is the deepest part of healing and even homeopathy because it's non-material. It's you know the essence of of uh, energy, if you will, which is what we really are.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, this is a spiritual war that we're in. Um, Unfortunately, there's all of the people who are trying to dictate the way, the direction that the world will go. And they believe that there's nothing more, that you're nothing more than a bag of bones. I mean, Yuval Noah Harari says, the idea that you have a unique soul inside of you, it's over. He works for the World Economic Forum. He's one of their primary advisors. So there are these people who believe that you're nothing more than, that there is nothing more than this material world and all that you can see and feel. They don't believe that there's anything bigger than us, that there is something, whatever you believe it is, whether it's love or it's um, a man in the sky, God, if it's, you know, whatever your belief system is, it, it doesn't matter. They don't believe in any of it. And, you know, they they want us dependent because once we're dependent, then they can dictate the terms of our existence to us. And they don't have any qualms about doing that because they think you're just a bag of bones. So, you know, at essence, this is really about a spiritual war. I'm totally, totally with you. And it's incumbent upon each and every one of us to look within to spend quiet time on our own, to pray, to find our own connection to spirit and our own guidance, and then to act locally, right? I mean, I've been saying for the last few years, globalism is the problem and localism is the answer. And I think it's imperative that each and every one of us does learn how to grow some of our food. I've been urging everybody I know to learn homeopathy because it's independence. If you learn homeopathy, you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to be in fear when your child gets a cold or an earache or a sore throat or anything. You can actually treat them at home. And if you have good, nutritious food, you can do that. You know, you can, you can, um, if you grow your own food, you'll have good, nutritious food, you know. So, all these things, you even think about people said to me uh, i think it's it's quite humorous oh, none of this makes any sense why would they do this why would they shut down the small and medium sized businesses why would they do all these crazy things well it doesn't make sense if you're a rational person who's actually a kind loving caring person of integrity right it doesn't make sense but if your goal is to subjugate humanity then it makes perfect right. sense if you want them all on universal basic income if you mm-hmm. want if you want them all you know um herded into these Densely
0: part cities, right? Locking digital currencies that won't work when you misbehave, according to the authoritarians. You got it. Uh, Another article real quick. It says if bird, this is NBC News reporting, if bird flu starts to spread among people, (sighs) existing vaccines may be inadequate, experts say. Again, talk about fear mongering. Oh, let's plant the seed of fear in your mind. Bird flu, bird flu, bird flu hit in humans. Yet the vaccines were never the thing that was going to prevent any of this, in fact, much of, of, of the fear of these things is driven now by what we call gain of function or weaponizing uh, the uh, these um, genetic sequences, if you will, and weaponizing the fear so that you would go in and get tested for something that you don't have and get a remedy that is not a remedy, but an actual uh, disastrous injection of some kind that will make whatever they claim you had that you didn't worse than it is. Based on, you know, all based on fear, not based on sound science. We go back to PCR tests as well as not being able to identify a cause. <laughs> Don't get me case. started. <laughs> I know. Well, remember, Liam, we, we, we would hit this all the time. And uh, it's just it's an ongoing mess because we still have an authoritarian worship mentality in our culture. Looking at the experts that are not experts, they're cowards. And they're doing what they're told to do. They're being paid well to do it and being paid well not to speak up about things that they have an intuitive feeling about. And unlike Leslie Minukian, they're still there taking the paycheck to do the horrible things that are happening. And so the question is, do you want to support those institutions? I, I, and if so, I'm sorry, I'm just breaking up here.
2: <coughs> it's, just,
0: it's so ridiculous, so obvious. And it's still happening.
2: Yeah, I mean just look look at our history, right? Who believes, who in their right mind believes that JFK was killed by a lone gunman, right? Even there's even been evidence revealed now that the CIA was involved. Who believes that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction? Who believes that COVID all the stories around COVID. And I'm not going to unpack them all, but who believes all of it? Who believes that masks do what they say they do, that the shots are safe and effective? Who believes any of this stuff? And yet they'll tell you, experts say, because they don't want you to trust your own instincts. They don't want you to trust your own internal compass right there in the middle of your chest. They don't want you to take charge of your own life and make chart the direction that is best for you and your family. And that's the way that we're going to change this, right? There's no savior coming to, to rescue us. We are the answer. And the sooner more people start acting that way, the sooner this will shift in my view.
0: The success of their nefarious, nefarious plots is, well, the only way they succeed is by distancing us or disconnecting us from our true source of wisdom, of love, of healing. Of all of that, that divine guidance. Yeah, they've succeeded in a materialistic, collectivist culture. And remember, the vaccine paradigm is rooted in collectivism, as you pointed out, in the greater good, sacrifice the individual for the greater good. That's the heart of, if there is a heart of Marxism, and you know, medicine has devolved into that medical Marxism, it's collectivism. It doesn't honor the individual, the sacred relationship and honoring what is needed in that case, as opposed to a one size fits all needle or micro needling everybody, you know, RSV for everybody, despite the fact that the only people that are vulnerable in such a situation, is because they have already pre-existing conditions at that age. And even them, even they would not benefit by getting the injection that would brought, likely kill them faster. Uh, Leslie Manuki, you know, I'm out of time with you. I, I can't believe it. I can't, We can't wait so long between visits. I love you you so much. You know that.
2: Well, let me come back soon so we can talk about the mask update and the Los Angeles Unified School District lawsuit, because that is huge. And this affects ultimately, by extension, every American, because it's about whether or not um, it's about insisting that the courts reconcile jurisprudence from over 100 years ago that says that uh, a government entity can mandate a shot versus all of the more recent stuff that says that you have a zone of privacy around you and you have the right to refuse even life-saving medical interventions. It's really important. So um, thank you so much for having me, Robert. It's always a pleasure to be with you, my friend, and let's do it again soon, huh?
0: Yes. Leslie dot healthfreedomdefense.org. Y'all check it out, support them and uh, support her, and uh, we'll get you back on real soon.
2: Thanks a bunch, buddy. Have a great week um, and congratulations to your daughter.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Leslie. Appreciate it. Well, we got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell show. Hour two should be hour one because we started early. If you're just tuning in. Yes, we're early. I'm going to pick up mom at the airport after the show today. And we've got graduation festivities for my daughter. So uh, with that, uh, well, take a a momentary break, a, a breather. Learn a little bit at the top of the hour here and we'll come back because the power to heal is still yours. All right. This hour on the Robert Scabell Show, we got uh, Boyd Haley going to be joining us in a few minutes uh, talking about some uh, very powerful uh, new tools. Hopefully, they'll be available soon uh, to bind and excrete these heavy metals like uh, mercury. Also, the toxicity of iron, and certainly in the absence of copper and other things. Uh, there's a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack this hour. I want to thank Leslie Manukin for joining me an hour early than normal. Uh, this is our second hour of the show. Normally, it's our first. And, um, it's graduation week for my daughter and my my mom grandma. She's coming in for uh, Ari and celebrating with us. So I'm going to head out early today to get her. Uh, with that, I've got some announcements to make. Uh, some uh, you know, basically housekeeping stuff on the Robert Scott Bell Show. For those of you who are new to the show, RobertScatbell.com. Two hours a day, five days a week, with a bonus hour on Sunday that we pre-record Sunday conversations, and they're really wonderful. I hope you've been tuning into them. Uh, this coming Sunday, one of our good friends, G. Edward Griffin. Uh, joining me, talking about the upcoming Red Pill Expo and more, uh, including uh, the Folium PX that has helped him as well. Folium products to be well enough and strong enough to have an, ha- do it again. You know, and we're all challenged here on this in this lifetime to withstand a lot of assaults, uh, including uh, you know what we you know we lost our friend Dr. Batar recently, and we talked more about that yesterday. So if you missed that. Uh, broadcast, two hours of focusing on on Dr. Bitar honoring his legacy, as well as talking about some of the threats to us all and what may have happened. So we've got that uh, uh, ongoing to discuss as well. And uh, upcoming events, of course, this weekend, um, the advanced medicine conference had to be canceled. Obviously it was too much for the family with what had happened to Dr. Batar. but the following weekend uh, is June 2nd and 3rd, a Friday and Saturday in Boise, Idaho. And we have that listed in the upcoming events uh, tab of the Robert Scott Bell Show and at the robertscottbell.com website. And there it is, uh, the National Conference 2023. We've got Ryan Cole gonna join us, Peter uh, McCullough. Um, let's see, we got uh, Brian Hooker's gonna be there, James Linesweiler, I mean, uh, Steve Dace. Uh, and I still haven't seen his film, Nefarious. I'm hoping I could see it before then. And uh, just a great, great lineup. Connor Boyack who's behind the Tuttle Twins series of books and more. And I think we just got an announcement that today is the last day. If you're catching us live on May 23rd, uh, it's uh, 50% off tickets with promo code SECRET50. So if you go to the uh, We the Patriots USA website to get tickets, uh, it's SECRET50 is the discount code to get 50% off t- tickets. Uh, also, it's the last day to buy dinner and and book signing tickets. So uh, I wanted to mention that if you're thinking of going to Boise, Idaho for the June 2nd and 3rd event, I hope you are. It's going to be extraordinary it's going to be really great and we'll look forward to seeing you there take advantage of those 50 percent off boise idaho and uh we the patriots usa.org we've got it just click on the banner at robertscottbell.com also upcoming uh real solutions for healthy living a one day event full day event doors open at 9 a.m in uh larimer county events fairground and events complex that is in lake loveland i'm sorry loveland colorado about an hour north of denver june twenty fourth, 2023 uh, then we have the RSB Family Union. Uh, for those of you who want to hang out at Leslie's place, her husband James and the six uh, daughters, amazing homesteading, food, family, campfires, music, learning, healing. We're going to be, it's going to be a great, relaxed weekend and organic pie. Yes, that's right. Gluten free, probably too. So check that out. That's in the website. Maho, the big uh, uh, summer splash event for natural products industry, health food stores. It's not open to the public, but if you are a health food store practitioner, you can find out about that by linking on that mid American uh, health organization. And uh, that Friday, let me see, what's the date of that Supernon? Uh It's the 21st, I think. Yeah. July 21st through 23rd. So uh, uh, the 21st is a Friday and I'm going to be speaking at Whitaker's Farm Market, which is, a, I think, 45 minutes to an hour outside of Columbus. Uh, So there will be a public event as soon as we get the banner up. I'll let you know about that if you're in the Ohio area and want to join us there. Then the Cancer Control Society's 48th annual event, and that'll be Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 6th, the Glendale Hilton Hotel in Glendale, California. Looking forward to that. Then the Red Pill Expo uh, is actually out of place. Isn't it still August 12th or 13th, or is it the right timing? When is? I think it goes up before um, superdon. Do the calendar. Go up. I'm trying to argue the uh, – see, look at this. That's September, and then you go down one more, It's now you're in August. Now you're going backwards. The Red Pill Expo is before the Cancer Control Society event. Super D, you're confusing me. <laughs> I just thought – Whatever. What? Does August come after or before September?
1: Fine, fine, fine.
0: <laughs> I'm just asking. <sighs> A little bit of consistency. I don't ask for much. Picky. And then, uh, Picky, uh, picky. Yes. Uh, let's see. What Else we got so the, uh,
1: so all right, so it's Maho. Yes, then red, red expo, expo. yes, then yes. Cancer. cancer control. Cancer Society. You see how dizzy you're then making? then Biomatics. the biomed expo in go. September
0: right. 14th through 17th, Las Vegas, Nevada, and then we go to October, and there'll be a bunch of events, including the uh your health freedom uh Galen Symposium that's in uh basically utah and then uh back out to uh, chicagoland area far enough outside of it everybody will be good october 14th 15th for the big one the health freedom expo trinity health freedom expo trinity health freedom and uh, you all want to join us for a reunion there as well so that's what we got there'll be more added to the mix stay in touch with us by signing up for the newsletter from super don and you can go to robertscottbell.com to do that or and or you can just um text my initials rsb to the number 22828 so send rsb my initials for robert scott belt to the number 22828 that's a text and you'll be prompted to enter your email address and you'll be plugged in very easily and simply and for those of you who want to step it up and support us even more become a patron supporter we do our monthly zoom ama meetings we did one yesterday and it was great as well and we give away a lot of great stuff to say thank you more than sometimes, you'll even contribute just because we have wonderful sponsors like our friends at Sovereign Silver, Sovereign Copper, uh, Cardio Miracle. Uh, of course, Nutritional Frontiers doing extraordinary work with their uh, their high quality supplementation, including the NRDMG that's become a daily uh, uh, utilization. You know, for counteracting the things we have no control over, like glyphosate exposure. Even going organic, there are things you just don't know with overspray, and so that NRDMG is great. Um, of course, uh, Judy Mikovits and Tracy Strout, they are recommending a two-pronged approach in terms of our health and prevention, Cardio Miracle and proline Greens. If you've seen that, the combination is like critical for so many things. And I'm hoping to get Tracy Strout back on uh, sometime soon uh, to talk about that as well. We had Judy Mikovits making a surprise appearance yesterday honoring uh, Dr. Batar as well as Ty Bollinger and Nia Peoples and uh, Brian Artis. So if you missed yesterday's show, it's it's a profound and powerful show yesterday. Now, on to the economic discussion real quick before we bring Boyd Haley into the mix. Uh, There's an article at the Wall Street Journal, I believe it is. Uh, Yes, paper money diehards refuse to fold. It's kind of, a, I guess, a funny play on words, folding your paper dollars or paper money. Um, Many businesses take payments only by card or phone, but a pro-cash movement is urging people to resist, defy, and don't comply. Super Don, have you got any...
1: I, I just wanted to say that that uh, I I may not have selected this article. Okay, if it weren't for the fact that I, I've never seen anybody refer to people as a paper money diehard. Yeah, right. It's almost like they're they're referring to people who like to use paper money as mm-hmm. like like some kind of past tense. Yes, uh, you know, old fart. Uh, you know, uh, refusal to move on and progress type. I wonder what uh, a us. A paper money diehard, or, or have we already gotten to that point? It, nobody informed um, me. That yeah. Now, if you like to have cash, that you're a diehard, that you're like hanging on to yesterday.
0: Well, yeah, but you're you're an anti-casher. If you, I don't know what is the word that we are going <laughs> to use for us before for cash. I mean, the use of cash is like. The only privacy you have left. However, the, the the value of the cash you hold is diminishing day by day. And so I argue for other methods. Now, some would be into the, the various, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies. But again, to me, that's another form of fiat money. If it works, great. But I'm concerned about cia nsa uh accessibility to it and corruption of it and to make then the, the central bank digital currency the only one that they allow
1: it's another and, one of those things it's funny because i have these this conversation fairly regularly during the mm-hmm. week about privacy and security mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just look. yeah i am of the opinion maybe i'm just extremely cynical could be mm-hmm. uh wouldn't be the first time somebody's accused me of that yes uh that it The government would never allow Mm -hmm. something that they cannot manipulate, track, read, snoop on, whatever. They wouldn't allow it to exist. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that that is even possible. So the whole cryptocurrency, oh, look, it's blockchain, and it has special security number things that they can't. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. I don't believe. Well, it.
0: I think that's a help in terms of the technology associated with it. I'm suspicious of it as well. Although, you know, I believe in decentralization. That's not my issue. It's like, well, I would rather have just weights and measures. Maybe I'm an old school guy, you know, biblical concepts here of right and wrong. Uh, and that's why I do prefer the gold back personally, because it, you know, get, gets that cash in that doesn't diminish in value because it contains what it contains no matter what happens to the paper dollar. And, uh, you know, for those of you not in a state yet that recognize gold and silver as legal tender again, um, you know, independent businesses and individuals can decide what they want to do to exchange, you know, for, good, for goods and services. And that's freedom, hyperlocal currencies, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, we got to move that way because the cash that people are fighting for, right, its its days are numbered inevitably. And I'm not just talking about the the move for a central bank digital currency super D, but their penchant for basically monetizing the debt. Having to print more out of thin air, digitize it or whatever into creation, meaning that every dollar you hold or you think you have, you have a reserve note in the bank or in, under your mattress becomes worth less and less. It, it has the, the purchasing power that diminishes.
1: Well, and I just don't, I don't know. It's, I was having a conversation actually with uh, my in-laws
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the other day about this yeah. topic. And it's. It's like I understand the push for convenience, right? It's convenient. Now they've got sure. the like the cards. You don't even have to you don't even have to slide the card anymore. Right? I mean that man, that takes so much you effort just, you to have to slide to it, right. You can just tap it on the thing, you know, mm-hmm. and dip, yep, and you paid stuff, right? But you know, my question is, what happens if, if we go to this cashless society mm-hmm. and let's say there's a power outage? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? How how are yeah. you gonna pay for anything, right? The internet goes down in these stores. Yeah. You've ever run into that before where you walk in to sure. play with your card. They're we like, sorry, well. yeah, down, we can't, I, we don't know what to do. I, Look, I went to the vet last, was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh And, and they, uh, they were writing out paper receipts. I hadn't seen somebody do that in a really long time. Right. You know, it's a pad with the writing of the receipt and they were just really, really confused. And it was like, they didn't know how to hardly function Because the, the, uh, the computer system would go down. So what happens with all these cards and the, the food stamp cards Mm -hmm. and the, The that's why I say,
0: don't, don't wait to, to utilize things like, well, whether you're into cash or goldbacks when you, when you have to start practicing now, that's the, that's the point. Learn how to grow food before you're hungry or else it's way, 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 way late. And, um, you know, this is about freedom. This is about, yes, privacy too, but freedom and to your point, Super D, uh, if you think they're going to have a digital currency that they don't control ultimately or attempt to,
1: like I said, it's all—it's all—it's all in a computer. It's all on the yeah. internet. What happens if that goes down? You know, I mean, there've been talks about things where you know, like let's say there was some kind of an EMP attack or something. You know, yeah. Um, how are you,
0: you going to get your uh, things? All going? of a
1: sudden, all of the money you had, no longer its not there anymore.
0: Yeah, Poof, it's gone. not on
1: the computer. You know you don't uh, you don't have you, it anymore. It's, it's have gone. you
0: encountered a retailer yet that says no cash accepted?
1: Uh, no. But okay. I I hear there are some of those out there,
0: and I I tend to walk out. It's like the other thing is I think legally, and I don't know if this is under the Uniform Commercial Code, the UCC, but it, you know the Federal Reserve Note dollar is quote unquote legal tender for all debts, public and private, right? They've made that the law, and if you offer it and they refuse it. Can you walk out with the stuff and say, "Look, I tendered, and they rejected my money, which is required by law." I mean, are you really stealing then, or are they just saying you can have it for free? Hmm. Anybody know? Anybody out there, economist, lawyer? That no? would
1: be, yeah, that's something that would go viral on the internet. Any, well, look, yeah.
0: they, they said my money's no good here, so I, I tried to give them the money. I wasn't stealing. They, I wanted this. I gave them the money. They said, "Nope." <laughs> what do you do? So, anyway, I'll, I'll put that out there for any nope. of y'all to decide. Not telling you to go in and try to steal stuff by that method, but if they're Saying you can't use cash here. How do they get away with that based on legal tender law? I don't know. You guys, somebody can can explain that to me. Anyway, robertscottbell.com is the website. Sign up for the newsletter. And uh, we got a lot more healing to go. And one of the guys has been at it for a long time. Man of great integrity. You know, one of the, say the good guys in the in the science realm. We were, we were last hour talking about many of the PhDs and MDs and how they're actual morons. Or they're just cowards. Because they're not conducting any kind of real investigation into science that would benefit humanity, but only benefit the bottom line of a pharmaceutical industry that profits only when you're sick, as does the me- medical monopoly. You know, our, our our profit-based system is based on you maintaining sickness and we managing it. That's a conflict of interest we talked about in Utah Safe and Effective, the documentary. Uh, yeah, check that out, utahsafeandeffective.org joining us now uh and you'll you'll see the links in the show notes uh from this company Emer, Emer-, med, Emer- med I'm sorry I can't say it right discover the future of health care or health in this case we'll talk about that in a whole lot more with returning guests it's been a while Professor dr Boyd Haley Boyd welcome back oh thank you good to, good to be here good to see you uh you've been featured on many in many documentary series I believe even the truth about cancer and others Ty Bollinger knows you well and I appreciate your all your efforts within the um, uh, the holistic dentistry as well. Your your name is gold as far as I'm concerned. There, when they speak of Boyd Haley, they're like in awe of Boyd Haley. Look at what he's doing, what he's been trying to do for all these years, and I certainly appreciate it. But I, I think we need an update on uh, the issue, the crises, the uh, you know the thing that needs to be solved, and the thing you've been working on for years to bring out to market having to go through the, the, what we call the bureaucratic oligarchy, the fear and death administration, to make something that could save a lot of lives available and how difficult that is.
2: Yes,
3: well, you know, I would say that our FDA system in the United States, uh, you couldn't design a more ornery and uh, less effective system than one that, uh, you know, when you, when you have one group of people making all the decisions about food, what's food and what's drugs. And they, 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 there's an internal conflict there that just can't be. We, we should not have a Food and Drug Administration. We should have a Drug Administration and a Food Administration. Because they do not want, I mean, people who sell drugs do it for one reason, to make money. If you think they're and they're trying to make Americans healthier, they're not. They're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about... Uh, uh, the effect of money and wealth on the uh, political decisions that are made about what do we do uh uh, we're a total failure if you look at the water we drink and the, the experience around there's just tons of uh lead and mercury in water that shouldn't be there and we have nothing to treat it and you have an fda that's been in charge of our drug development for since 1932 i think and we do not have an effective chelator made for lead, mercury, or any of the toxic metals that affect most people. And you have to say, why is that? That's just chemistry. That is something that I have done, and I can prove it, and people who are now getting their hands on the drug are showing uh, and doing research to show that we have made something as a true chelator. Mm-hmm. When you talk to people about chelation, and all the medical doctors you have out there, they say, I, we, we were chelated. No, you weren't. You were told you were chelated. And you were used, you were exposed to something that's called chelators, like dimethyl uh, sulfonic acid uh, or dim- dimercapylpropane propane sulfonate, but they're not true chelators. They're not chelators at all, not chemically. They do not chelate. They go in and they bind metals, but so do everything else. Every every positive charge will bind to a negative charge, but that doesn't make it a chelator. And that's what DMSA and DMPS are. And EDTA is a, probably a, I would classify that as a chelator. This is a chelator that can't get inside your cells and so it goes into your blood and gets taken out through your urine with uh, only interacting with the metals that are in your blood. It Mm -hmm. cannot get inside the cells where the uh, true toxic activity of ingested mercury and lead are occurring. Mm -hmm. And in a recent publication uh, from the University of Massachusetts that compared our chelator to the FDA approved chelator for lead toxicity they summarized it and said the the FDA approved chelator didn't work at all whereas ours worked at the lowest concentration mm. and this is because I am a I mean I, I won't back down from them but I'm a well-thought-out chemist if I do chemistry I think about it yeah. and I call my chemistry the chemistry of health and the human wellness you know and we we ignore everything mm. I mean the the Inhane study the National Health and Nutritional Evaluation Survey is funded by the CDC. And what it reports is that, which, if you read that, is scary. The, the heavy metal uh, level in many Americans, most Americans, has gone up dramatically in the last 20, 30 years or 10 years. It's even going up even more. And we don't even address that problem. And when I work with, and I have worked with the FDA now uh, since 2010. Mm -hmm. directly. Try to get them to have a conversation and look at what I have and see how important it is. I have never worked with a more banal group than the FDA.
0: Boy, well, you know, you said it, institutional conflicts of interest. If your uh, so-called drug or medicine, we'll talk more in detail about what it is, was approved and out on the market, think about how many disease models would have to rewrite their, you know, their, their curricula because you would eliminate how many diseases that are caused directly and indirectly by heavy metal birds in the body. If you can remove the cause of disease, then suddenly the profitable industry that owns and controls and captured the FDA is not happy. And, and so that you've gotten anywhere with the FDA is a surprise. I don't know where it stands because you've been at it for so many years and I know. And the question is why go out as a drug as opposed to food or a dietary mineral supplement, because you're not arguing that in nature that minerals don't bind to heavy metals and help usher them out of the body, like selenium, for instance. Uh, but, you know, tell me about this journey to utilize the, this. I, how do I even just describe what you've created here or developed?
3: Well, it's, it's very, it's difficult to talk about it because the FDA has made this incredibly hard and they don't do it by saying anything. They do it by just putting it on a back shelf and letting you sit there and go broke. Mm-hmm. and burn up a lot of money. But you know, we had to... But the, the, the prime thing is a, an example that everybody will understand. And that's a hard thing coming up with examples that people will understand. At our last meeting with the FDA, first of all, they set up the meeting, you were given an hour and you have to write questions for them to answer and you can't ask anything else. And you go there and what they, they seem more concerned about the fact because we have a, a compound, that is a, an orphan drug designate in both the European Union and in the United States for key heavy metal toxins, primarily mercury. And it does that quite well. And to get an orphan drug designate, you have to give them a lot of proof that you can do that. And we have that in there. But when, the, when we talk to the FDA, they have now, we've gone through it so many times, but we have reached the point where they said they agree with us that our compound is totally safe in humans and all animal studies we've never seen a drug related adverse effect and that was their major concern when we started and they said there's no doubt that your compound can prevent heavy metal toxicity in animals and now you have to go uh, do this in humans and uh, we say okay where are the humans in the united states that you would classify as mercury toxic and they they couldn't they couldn't give us an answer mm-hmm. Because they they set the definition. I mean, a regulatory agent can say it's ten micrograms per liter of mercury before you're toxic. And I can tell you, the people that cannot excrete mercury from overload of dental amalgams will probably never have that much mercury in their urine
0: because yeah, they retain it in the body, and all the, the bodily fluids are not showing it unless you go certain places. And uh, you know, if they can't come to a, a statement that you can then work to the next phase of trials. Then yes, you're stuck, you're, you're dead end, and they just bleed you until you're dry. So, what other alternatives have you have? Have you had an ability like a Jonathan Eboard suing them at this point to say, you know, you're not doing your job?
3: Well, you know, I I contacted Jonathan Eboard <clears throat> when I first made uh, NBMI. That's the compound. We'll call it that. That's that's our chelator, mm-hmm. and that that compound. Uh, oh, uh, I, I made it for autistic children, really, because I could tell. You could argue about whether or not mercury caused it or what caused it, but everybody has to agree all autistics are under oxidative stress. In other words, they're producing an overabundance of hydroxyl free radicals. And what that means to a chemist like me is that something in their body is displacing iron, allowing the body to build up what what is called by the scientists uh, and people in, in research, unbound iron. And unbound iron is now being found to be the major uh, involvement uh, that correlates with Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, uh, several neurological illnesses. I'll stop it there. And when, uh, But when I did this, when I made this compound, I made it out of two natural products. And the FDA re- restriction at that time is anything made out of a natural product or a, co- a combination of any two natural products. That was their wording. Could be classified as a a natural supplement, and I and I did that, and I had I hired the, I hired a lawyer that had retired from the FDA to help me write my application that you have to submit to the FDA. And Again, they don't approve anything; they just say, if we don't tend to put you in jail, you can do it.
0: Right, yeah, it's not going to uh, result in a lot of people <laughs> to invest in something like that in the free market for uh, good products that are safe, non toxic, and actually help reduce toxicity in the body. Uh, so here we are. You know, you said what? 2011 or so you started. 2009. What was it? 2010. 10. Okay, so right in there. And I mean, yeah, that's, it, that's when I started trying to get it to be a drug. Sure. No, I mean that's it's a lot of years here. We're at uh, 13 years later or so, and it's still not there. And the question is strategically, you know, what have you come up with, knowing that you know beating your head against the FDA wall and expecting a different result it might not be a, a, a path forward. Uh, what other strategic options do you have here? Because this is, a, I believe, an important product that can help so many.
3: Well, you know, I, I don't want to, I mean, and I have no power to change the FDA. But I can tell you that if this country is ever going to have a, a degree of health, we're going to have to make major changes in how the Food and Drug Administration or the people that regulate our health work. Mm-hmm. Because we had a... Uh, I mean, this compound, I published a paper in 2012 where I took this compound and, uh, and injected it under the stomach, under the flab. That's when I published. I did it much earlier than this. I did this before I ever sent it out uh, for mm-hmm. autistic children to use. Or I, I, I just put it out as a, what it is. it is. It is the world's most powerful antioxidant that you can take orally that has no mm-hmm. negative side effects. I mean, it's a ORAC score, it's oxygen radical absorbance capacity. When we had it tested by a company that did that for all the other nutritional analysis uh, was over 200,000. Something like blueberries would be 13 to 14,000. So this compound will go in and and do that. And and we did a test on 10 people, five autistic or inclined borderline autistic children and some of them definitely deeply autistic and five, five older people with neurological illnesses. Mm-hmm. And what we did, we tested over 200 uh, items in their blood and urine to see if we were dislocating anything that was needed. We never changed anything out of the normal range. And the only major change we saw was in the red blood cell glutathione levels. They went The reduced level went up dramatically and the total level went up dramatically. In other words, we increase the, the, the most powerful and natural antioxidant in your body by giving them NBMI. And for those who are looking at it, you wonder why. If you look at NBMI, our drug, it looks like two glutathione molecules. The two arms stretching out on our compound look like two glutathione molecules
0: put together. Did we get an image of that for the science egghead people in the audience, Super Don? Did, did uh, Boyd yeah. send that in? Let's see if we have that to show visually because you're describing something that, you know, maybe the chemist in the in the group would. What are we looking at here in this a graphic image, uh, boy? Okay,
3: well, l- we can look at this uh, to see what the problem is that the FDA doesn't seem to understand. Uh, why is mercury, methylmercury, and methylmercury a chelation problem in humans and animals? And if you look at mercury vapor, it's an uncharged mercury. That's why you breathe it. This is what comes off of dental amalgams. And it goes straight through all the uh, uh, biological membranes, including the blood-brain barrier, gets inside the cell as Hg0, and this molecule will not react with anything. And that's because all of its electron shell is filled. So it's not toxic at all. But when it gets in there, there's an enzyme called catalase, and catalase oxidizes to Hg2+, which is the most toxic form of metal known. Mm-hmm. And, and so it stays in the body, and then when it's in the body, Uh, it goes primarily into the mitochondria that's located inside the cell and it builds up in there and like this paper, here's a really good paper, everyone should read this by Sharp et al in 2012 and they reported that ethyl mercury concentrations from thimerosol it concentrates in the cytosol and the mitochondria by 5.6 and a thousand times the blood level ethyl mercury levels Mm -hmm. this is what we call the you know the the mercury body burn it builds up in there quite a bit yeah. now so what what we and if you look at ethyl mercury and methyl mercury they're in the blood it is HD or ME uh, HE plus and there's a lot of chloride in the blood so it forms a chloride form that makes it uncharged and they can go straight into the cells also crossing the blood brain barrier causing neurological symptoms if you look at the three chelators I mentioned earlier that people call chelators two of them actually are not chelators, they can't get inside cells because they're negatively charged. Right. The cells have this membrane that excludes anything and so if any gets in there it's a very minor amount and for the most part it just does not happen. And when I invented, when I started working and looking for chelator uh, to treat mercury toxicity primarily I wanted something that would go through the blood brain barrier so we made a compound Uh, out of two natural products that's uncharged and definitely gets inside the cells. Now, to skip over all the research and all the questions somebody might have, I can tell you we spent over $300,000 making this NBMI in C14 radioactive form, and we gave it to rats that were mercury toxic as well as control rats, and we 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 followed all the radioactivity into the body, through the gut, through the blood, through the plasma, And into all the cells of the body. And to make a long story short, it peaks in the plasma at two to three hours after you ingest it. And it gets inside every cell that we could uh, possibly monitor, including the uh, cells of the central nervous system. And when it gets in there, it's radioactive. You can watch it go. It builds up in two to three hours. And then when when the plasma level gets below the level in the cells, it starts going backwards. It goes out and so it go it peaks in your cells at two hours and binds to mercury and it doesn't make any difference if it binds mercury or not because it goes out through a different route than the, the uh, urinary uh, mm-hmm. filtration route. and uh, it's at 72 hours all the radioactivity uh, not all of it but 98 percent of it was out of you, the bond. You
0: tracked it on out and visually showed it and this is uh publishable if it has it's been published yes i, th- I think what you've achieved oh you yeah know. yeah this has
3: been published so good the chinese have uh, knocked it off are,
0: already so, yeah okay. so hey, i was going to ask you this boyd have you gone to another country's uh, regulatory agency to get approval for this because the u.s fda is is so not interested apparently
3: well you know I, I, we we've uh the only other one that where it would make a difference would be in the eu and uh but the pharmaceutical companies control the ema as much as
0: they control oh, yeah it. yeah they do and what about the idea of bringing this out as a dietary supplement is that even feasible well that's what i sold it as right
3: i sold it for two years and this is what i was going to tell you. i sold this for two years as a dietary supplement because if you look at the structure can you put the structure back up
0: mm-hmm. Put the structure picture up yeah thank you go ahead this
3: structure this right here is dicarboxy benzoate and if you look at the beer you're drinking or the coke you're drinking or the sandwich you're eating you're going to see that benzoates are very commonly add added as an antioxidant to food you know say benzoate
0: preserve and it
3: and right? and this is what their indians used to uh, why they used to take cranberries or berries and pound it with meat to make pemmican, because this compound prevents the meat of this uh, structure because the benzene ring can absorb hydroxyl radicals and it keeps the meat from spoiling. Down here, off of this dicarboxybenzoate, we see the nitrogen come out. This is the two arms and from here on back to here we are uh, mimicking glutathione, the reactive side of glutathione. And this is called cysteamine, and it's uh, it's just cysteine without the carboxyl group. We place the ca- carboxyl group of cysteamine with the carboxyl group of uh, benzoate, and so we end up with a molecule that is made up of two natural products connected by an amide linkage, and and at the end of these two arms are two sulfurs. Now the reason that's important is that if you look at all the toxic metals, and most toxins that do things like gliotoxin, etc., they react with the sulfurs of proteins right. in the body, and that's the reason they're so toxic, and so this compound, when it binds mercury you know this this model here is a sulfur and that's what mercury likes it'll bind hg2 two, uh, two plus and it's hg1 plus and then as it moves around and it can rotate in every direction that's what all these little arms are for so it's like my hands if you yeah. look at dmsa and dmps they have the sulfurs on adjacent carbons and there isn't enough space between them for a mercury atom to fit so they're not chelators at all and that's been published and proven mm-hmm. but this compound of mine it can reach out and combine. A, a, a thio group and it can bring it over and take it and get a, a, a 180 degree uh, angle binding mm-hmm. and with coordination chemistry that binds mercury so tight that it never lets it go so you said uh, thermodynamically irreversible
0: yeah so you said you had this as a dietary supplement on the market for a couple of years what happened
3: well I was done it by the people I was helping the mothers of autistic children which were the ones that were primarily seeing a major effect of this, yeah. especially if the babies were young. When they took this, lost their uh, their gut dysbiosis, mm-hmm. they stopped spinning. They started making using words. They started making eye contact, and they were telling everybody on the websites on the blog sites that this compound was the best and the only treatment that they had. That would really help
0: autistic children. So they were sharing a positive, powerful story, and did that cause the regulators to come in and shut you down? That's exactly right. Yeah.
3: see the, the, FDA, the FDA wrote me a letter saying this compound was being used to treat a medical disease, and therefore it could not be a supplement.
0: Even though you made no claims, there was no label in claiming it to be. So how I was did-
3: very careful. I was very careful not to, because my lawyer uh, mm-hmm. told me don't don't I ever mention that. Right. This compound-
0: so you didn't. So how did they make the claim? Because people using it said it, not you. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, they're the 800 pound gorilla. And with that, they sent me a letter telling me to cease and desist. And I called Jonathan E. Moore. And I told him what had to happen, what I was doing. <clears throat> and his word to me was, his, his feedback to me was, Dr. Haley, I'll take your case and I'll win it. But while I'm winning it, they're going to come in and take everything out of your laboratory. Mm-hmm. And they're going to accuse you of everything else.
0: He and knows, he said,
3: yeah. He said, and it'll cost you a million dollars, and when we're through, they're going to charge you with something else. He said, that would be what I would guess the FDA would do to you. And he mm-hmm. said, so I would recommend to you that you just take this through
0: the drug uh, approval uh, process. Provable. So here's, here's where I come back to Jonathan E. Mort, if he were a U.S. Senator, I think he would have the impact to, uh, it, with his colleagues there to make a difference to stop this nonsense because he could, you know, utilize his ability, his great oratorial skills as well as uh, his knowledge. Uh, to to transform that place. He's already got a bill written. He's ready to uh, unload on it related to this issue uh, uh, because it is a crime what the FDA has done and those in, within it. Just as we <coughs> talked about with Leslie Mnooki in last hour, how those in, in the high-level research universities are just doing what they're told to do, getting paid well for it and not asking real questions. They're not being real scientists. And uh, so... Well, yeah, if, you do, if,
3: if you do, you lose your grants. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you I, lose the problem, money, right? I, I,
0: so here you are uh, doing what is the right thing, advancing science for good purpose and reason to help people that have been harmed by what I'd call bad science. And uh, yet, you know, find a way to get it on the market, even as a, a dietary supplement with no claims, and they're going to shut you down, which is, uh, again, e totally safe,
3: and, and they agree, it's totally safe. It's not a yeah, nothing. Not you, you can't make this. Make what it is,
0: is it's harmful, as I said, to those that profit off of the disease management machinery. And uh, it's a cruel and evil system. And it isn't engaged in true scientific discovery because this is already validated, peer-reviewed. It's been seen clinically, the, the evidence is there. And Boyd, you are, uh, uh, you know, I'd say the, the patience of a saint to, to still be trying to do the right thing at this point. And, and uh, you know, I don't know what people can do to support you and your efforts, but I know we have the, the link to the, uh, the website. It's e-m-e-r-a-m-e-d.com. Amerimed.com. anything people should know or could do or can access this in any way well we're we're, we're right now uh, uh doing uh the last thing that the
3: fda said i have to do to be able to uh submit it for marketing authority we're doing a study on mercury toxic gold miners and fishermen in columbia south america on the magdalena river mm-hmm. and uh we, we've uh we're now we've collected the uh, 50 urns and we're. Uh, doing an analysis. We're going to identify people, then we're going to treat them with our compound. Uh, uh, through uh, It's approved by Envimo, which is the FDA uh, equivalent in South America, and we're going to show that this compound binds that mercury and renders it non-toxic, as we did in Ecuador. We, used, we did this once in Ecuador. We made some uh, minor mistakes. I shouldn't say we. I mean, I'm a good chemist and biochemist, but I'm not a CRO. I'm not a clinical research organizer, and I don't know all the holes that can go there. But uh when we gave this to mercury miners in ecuador we decreased the urinary mercury levels in 10 of 11 people and the one we didn't decrease didn't have any mercury in them to start with right and so uh and uh and then we uh published that and and uh, but when the uh, regulators looked at it they just said well that's not good enough and so uh, i mean this is uh, no matter what you do no matter how good you do it i mean like they took this study that i did where I injected rats subcutaneous lethal doses of mercury I mean they're dead they're gonna die and I did one lethal dose and they died all of them died six days later I did two lethal doses and all of them died three days later but if I waited 20 minutes after I injected that mercury and injected an excess of my compound on the other side none of those rats died at one and two lethal doses of mercury none of them died they didn't even get sick Mm-hmm. And they called that weak proof. And yet nothing else in the world can do it. Nothing else could save those rats. This is the only compound that could do it. And the FDA, they want to argue with me that my compound can't do what I've shown mm-hmm. that it's done.
0: We have a question on uh, Rumble. Somebody's watching on Rumble asking you about uh, hair, hair strand tests, right? You know, there's various ways to analyze presence of metals, mercury, etc. Uh, talk to me about what you know biochemically about uh, analyzing and seeing evidence of mercury or something like this in hair. Somebody going to ask a question? Yeah, I just asked you the question they asked. I'm sorry, it's well, not written. we you that. know, the thing about hair, I mean, yeah. you know, it,
3: it, it's just slow. And it's, you know, it's the mercury that you're exposed to recently is that that's the closest to your skull. Scalp. And we did a study on autistics. And autistic children had much lower uh, mercury in their hair than did non-autistic uh, siblings. And the reason was because they're not excreting it. I mean to get it to get the mercury in your hair it has to get in your blood and be carried to your blood your hair cells to grow hair. And if it if you're uh, uh, uh retaining it as a baby mm-hmm. while you're while you're in utero if you lack the ability to excrete mercury, uh, you won't have it in your hair. And that's what we and that's been backed up and supported. Now when you get older and you start taking mercury from all sources then the uh, uh, you know, the mercury in your hair can be, uh, I mean, you build a mercury in your body and then it gets up higher in your hair. But the, we, we published this right from the start and it was, it was a dramatic difference. And yet the, at that time, the FDA and the CDC were worried about the fact that uh, mercury was uh, being uh, claimed to be the cause of autism, the mercury, thimerosal, and the marisol and vaccines. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want that to happen because that would lead to a lot of lawsuits against the pharmaceutical industry. Right. Because while you can't sue them for having vaccines or or taking a vaccine? The Marisol is an additive to vaccines, so it doesn't fit. It's not protected against the lawsuits. And they they wanted they did everything. I mean mm-hmm. they hammered me and called me everything, uh, but uh you know to to, to decrease my. Uh, credibility that they could, because I said, the Marisol is very toxic. And the thing that I quoted on, you know, and here's what the FDA did.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You see, there's a follow up question. There was a study,
3: there was a study done in uh, uh, Canada. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And it was in a hospital, and they were wondering why all the children they were treating from umbilical cord infections, why they died. I think 10 to 13 of the children treated died, and when they, when they did a real in-depth study wondering why that was happening, they found out it was from mercury toxicity because one of the uh, steps in their treating of this umbilical cord infection was to take thimerosal in the form of merthiolate and paint around the umbilical area, and that, that methylate would break down and release ethyl mercury, which would get into the blood and into the organs, and it killed the babies uh from ethyl mercury toxicity
0: right right and so, yet
3: yet that same that same drug that mm-hmm. same uh thimerosal, thimerosal was what they decided to preserve vaccines with when they injected it into children
0: oh you know it's inexcusable it's it's torture uh it can be a slow death it can be a fast death everybody different based on methylation other pathways of excretion uh, capacity. Now, a question on a uh, granddaughter. Someone uh, uh, just tested high for platinum, and she's five years of age. Any other uh, binding ability and chelating ability of this formula that you're talking about with other metals that could be deleterious?
3: This compound binds all the toxic metals. I mean, if the metal is really toxic, like platinum or mercury, they're they're probably being uh, uh, bound uh, to the thiol groups of so the S, the sulfur groups and proteins, mm-hmm. and. We haven't, uh, you know, I haven't been able to study platinum directly, but you know, chemical intuition. Which when you have a PhD, you're supposed to be able to use your chemical intuition.
0: Mm-hmm. Platinum,
3: uh, uh, I can tell you, gadolinium is bound by our compound, and yeah, we, and
0: that's the the famous one, the contrasting agent for MRIs that that uh, harmed Chuck Norris's wife. That's the famous case, the gadolinium poisoning.
3: And what I would say is, we need we need to get this approved. Because, see, I'm a PhD. I am not a medical doctor. I, didn't tr- I don't treat humans. And what we've got to do is get it approved so it can be made available to people to treat yeah. people like this person that has the high platinum.
0: Or because let's get down at the in, the in the Senate and start the process of uh, removing the FDA and the obstacle that it is for these kinds of things to come to market.
3: Well, they should not be allowed to uh, eliminate the use of something that's totally non-toxic.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Now. Again, one question before I got to let you go, Boyd. Uh, how can people support the efforts to get this thing on the market? Is it accessible, or do they eliminate it completely as a dietary supplement? Or are we just waiting well, in a waiting game now?
3: Well, you know, there there the, are the Chinese knockoff groups that are selling it, but when we look at their product, it's not really pure. Okay, is, they're yeah. just and you yeah. have to make it at a certain particle size for it to be absorbed effectively.
0: Okay, and so
3: uh, and and no, they tell. I ask him. I ask him. I said, "Can I sell?" Can I give this away?
0: I mean, yeah. I'm willing to give it away. I understand. And they yes. said, no,
3: you can't do that. You can't, can't even trying- give it away is- for
0: free. Pardon? You can't even give it away for free. No. See, that that's the tyranny no, that no, we're living under. In trouble. Yeah, folks, if you think you live in a free country, Boyd Haley is an example that you don't. We live in a pharmaceutical tyranny, uh, and it's ruled by the oligarchy that Jonathan E. Mort has written about extensively. If there's another reason why... We need Jonathan E. Moore to the United Senate and uh, states need to nullify the feds at this point at the FDA level to say, hey, you know what? One state could say, Boyd Haley, what you've done is amazing. We're going to make your formula available in our state and screw the FDA. That's nullification, 10th Amendment level stuff. I would argue that that's another route to go if we can get to a state legislator that would shut it down. But most of them are also uh, compromised and 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 captured as well at the state level. So. Boyd Haley, God bless you, my friend. It's so good to see you, and uh, we, you know, will continue to monitor this if we can help in any way. But I will say one of the shortcuts I think is getting Jonathan E Moore to the U.S. Senate, and uh, immediately you see the things that he'll do to limit or eliminate the power of the FDA over something like this.
3: Yes, I mean I think uh, the the treatment of mercury toxicity is very similar to uh, ivermectin being uh, uh, you know blown aside uh, when treating COVID. Yeah. I mean you don't want to interfere with the profits of the
0: pharmaceutical company and the fda yep and check out this article from the brownstone institute from my friend joel salatin what would we do without the fda and epa i think that's a question we all need to be asking we would all be a lot healthier happier abundant and on and on it goes uh joel salatin has written extensively about regulatory capture as well he knows as a farmer what that's like he tries to raise the, the animals on his farm and grow the food without the use of heavy metals and toxic pesticides and other things that, you know, good luck trying to get them out of your body with the help of someone like Boyd Haley, we'd be doing it a lot easier. Uh, and, uh, you know, the argument is, you know, start looking at a life moving forward. That doesn't involve the authoritarian dictatorship of FDA, EPA, and all these other regulatory agencies pretending to protect us or the environment. They're not, they're protecting the profits of the pharmaceutical <laughs> and uh, multinational chemical agglomerates that to often are born out of the uh, IG Farben from Nazi Germany, in fact, even today. So, Boyd, God bless you, my friend. I'm so grateful you're still standing despite all of the obstacles. And I, I want to see that we'll be, re- be reporting one day, hopefully sooner rather than later, that your formula will be available on the market in freedom uh, and to help so many that are in desperate need, Boyd. Thank you.
3: Well, that's the reason we're going to South America. We're hoping that, see, they need it. Yes, I mean, of course they do. Yes. So if you I can mean, get any have, update. Have major, uh, a major problem with the mercury toxicity because the gold mines in the the Magdalena Valley. Oh, man, they
0: use heavy mercury down there to, to mine the stuff and, and get the gold out. Boyd, I got to run. I'm almost out of time, but right. uh, I appreciate you very much. I hope to see you at another IOMT conference or wherever you end up being because I know you're, man, when people talk about Boyd Haley there, they, they love you and appreciate you so much as I do.
3: Well, they're my best friends.
0: Yeah. And you are just a, a good friend to all of humanity for what you're attempting to do. And I want to see you succeed. So thank you again, Boyd, for being here. Okay. Well, thank you. All have right. A good day. That's Professor Dr. Boyd Haley. You guys check him out at Meramed.com. It's linked up in the show notes today at Uh, We do have a question of the day that has uh, come in. I think we're going to, I don't know if we could squeeze it in, in time, Super Don, but we can show it and tease it and do it in the uh, bonus round, perhaps. It's a big one. It's about uh, an ear issue, ear canal congestion questions about homeopathics. This is from Kathy. And, uh, she also uh, acknowledges the loss of our good friend, Dr. Batar. And thank you, Kathy. So this is going to have to be quick, super Don, because I've got to head to the airport and pick up mom. Her flight's a little bit early, but I told her, she might have to wait a little bit, not too bad, but, uh, we made it through our, our, uh, early episode of the Robert Scott Bell show.
1: We did. I know it's Le- weird.
0: It's like Le- Leslie Manukian was awesome. Boyd Haley was awesome. And super D, uh, you're awesome and uh well
1: you're awesome too robert scott bill we're all awesome
0: about time you acknowledged me
1: hey all right <laughs> so what do you want to do here we'll go to break and then uh we'll do I'll the quickly question, answer do that quick.
0: question and then i'll okay. and then i'm going to turn it over to you to do, make any announcements and wrap up the bonus round and interact with the, the folks that want to interact with you without me and you can say anything about me i'll only see it later okay Or you can answer the question without me. I'll be gone.
1: No, I won't do that.
0: No, we'll be back in 60 seconds for an abbreviated bonus round on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Early, 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 I know. But you can go back and watch the first hour that you missed because we did start early. It's not your fault. Go to robertscottbell.com where the power to heal is yours. Checking out some of the uh, comments coming through the chat room. Uh, Michael Boland joined in early, early today. He says he liked the early time slot was listening on Twitter. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, so we're not yeah.
1: trying to start a trend here. It was just a.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that flexibility though, on, on a day like this where I got to you know dart out, uh, and get mom. But uh, yeah, I was a g- good show. Uh, it didn't crimp us too badly in terms of our normal style and things. Uh, I, I want to talk more about the garden. I know you're going to get out there soon. We've been uh, planting over the weekend and transferred our starters from the greenhouses out. We've even got more. If anybody needs to grow some broccoli, I've got a lot of broccoli starters. Looks like I,
1: you know. Last year I was very disappointed with, with broccoli. You and me both. It just buddy, didn't, I mean, it didn't we, happen. It was bizarre.
0: This year I'm though, going. we have the flicka seed soil, and I you know I talk about the quality of the soil being all the difference. So we're going to see how how we do this year. I'm very excited to watch. I anticipate really good things. Uh and uh, we'll we'll be talking more gardening as as the days move forward here, super D. So uh let's do the question question of the day, uh, and then any announcement at Robert Uh and you'll see this from Kathy. Uh, what does it say? Our household is greatly saddened by the loss of Dr. Batara Warrior in his own right. He's helped us and inspired us without ever meeting us. Our prayers go out to his family and his friends. And and yeah, thank you for that, Kathy, as well. I do have a question for you. My sweetie has had a plugged right ear for nine days. It just won't clear anymore. It did for the last or the first two days. He depends on his super sensitive hearing in his work. And as a really uh, good recreational musician, he plays music by ear. But this has been impeded with the pressure dulling his ability to hear details. His ear canal is clear. He's tried some homeopathics, belladonna, apis, pulsatilla. And is now trying benadryl ugh he's desperate this is a, this is what kathy's writing to see if it's allergies he doesn't normally have allergies but <clears throat> with the heavy rains in california there might be more of everything in the air right now any ideas <clears throat> hmm. we are so thankful for your k- crusade for health empowerment please keep us keep up the great work kathy thank you kathy super do you have an idea on what to do here i
1: don't know why but the uh-huh. mention of the heavy rains in california is it, i mean did this would need a little more information, right, to do yeah. the sleuth thing here. So Excellent. when did it when did it come on? Did it come on after the heavy rains? Mm-hmm. I because I know there was all dude the the rain was insane. Uh, yeah, there in, in California there for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it was like we're in a drought now we're flooded. Yeah. Oh, never right. mind. We're still in drought. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just curious. You know, because along with heavy rains, sometimes what 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 can happen? Mold. Right.
0: Yeah, and mold can mold related. It can put extra stress on your liver. And I would say that the more you f- your husband focuses on on liver support, liver health, whether it be through, you know, more aggressive means like coffee enemas or other things, we've talked about selenium. How about the antioxidant now activity that we get from folium, the folium products, foliumpx.com? Uh, we don't have access to what Boyd's doing yet. He can't even give it away for free. It's amazing, but not surprising. Uh, I, I would say that you know utilizing homeopathy for liver support would be great because you said your ears are clear. You know, I was going to say Doc Harmony, uh, who I interviewed. Uh, we did a Sunday conversation with Doc Harmony on uh, on relationships recently. But she's got the he- he- ha- happy energy, healthy life, or healthy energy, happy life, heal, uh, and she's got the ear candles, of course. Uh, that can help um, if you are clogged up. I mean, you can use different ear oils, mullen, garlic, and their combinations that she has available as well. But oftentimes, this really does come back to liver liver and circulatory. Uh, so if you're not already doing the cardio miracle, I would consider that as something that could help as well. Um, you know, to clear out the ear, you can use hydrogen peroxide, but you got to be, you know, at a safe level. It's a powerful oxidizer.
1: But if the ear canal is clear, as far as I can yeah. tell, sounds like it, you know, there may be something going on on it the tells- inner ear there. And yeah. So then now you're getting into areas where you need, you probably need to find somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. They can give you an Let's examination and not yeah. immediately go, oh, okay, we need to do surgery. You're yeah, all, here's you antibiotics. Or, you know, something. but at least identify what the problem is.
0: Yeah, and silver and copper play a role sometimes directly uh, by reducing inflammation, if there is inflammation of any any of the ear, inner ear or otherwise. Uh, also, chiropractic adjustments, if you understand how they work, a cervical vertebrae, anything like misalignment there, impeding the nerve flow can also have an impact there. But for me, it's just… on a comes, ride on a roller coaster. Yeah, it just comes back to the liver for me uh, when everything else doesn't make sense. Go back and do more for the liver and, of course, the circulatory system uh we talked about with Brian artists the poisoning issues yesterday as well uh, affecting the cart- cardiovascular um uh, minerals like copper selenium etc um but uh you know t- let me know if you try any of these things you know whether it be coffee enemas whether it be more uh yes, which is also good for the liver whether it be more selenium and chromium good for the liver or the uh, Himalaya USA uh, product, Liver Care, you know, for the liver. Hydrogen water, if you're drinking the Echo water. I mean, all of these things are basic, but focus even more on again liver detox pathways. Look at the structural issue from a chiropractic perspective, and then get back to me. See what uh, see what improves. Hopefully, it will get some improvement there. And then I I can do some digging on some other remedies as well. Or if any of y'all have some ideas, submit them. And we that's like when we have our Zoom AMAs every month. Sometimes these questions come up. I may be the one to give the answer, but very often there's such brilliance in our audience and our uh, patron supporters or family that uh, we help each other out in that group. So check that out. The zoom AMA was yesterday. If you missed it and your patron supporter, you can download it or watch is, Did you get access to it? I think I sent it to you.
1: Yeah, it's uploaded.
0: Okay, sweet. It's very uploaded
1: good. as yeah. well as I uploaded the very, f- the earliest uh, episode of advanced medicine Monday that I downloaded yesterday. Wow.
0: That's so cool.
1: Up there as well.
0: That, that is so very- cool something yeah of uh,
1: 2011
0: nice yeah. yeah well i'm gonna also, head I, out. I, also go I just want to
1: say over here oh. on on um i've never seen this before over on rumble
0: mm-hmm.
1: the the uh individual that was asking about the hair strand test you see that yes. there yes they were donating a dollar apparently uh-huh. every time they asked us a question what yeah i i didn't even know you could do that where does it go <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
0: okay well
1: but, uh, yeah, right I mean, if you go on there, apparently there's, there's uh, now looking at it closely, you see this, there's like a dollar sign down here. Yeah. And apparently, I guess that's something you can do. So, po- Poso for Hope uh, sent us four bucks today, it looks like.
0: Well, thank you. I, I would give it to Boyd Haley for his efforts, honestly, but thank you. I don't know how yeah. to use it or get it, but uh, we'll look into that. But that's yeah, very nice. I guess. We're loving our Rumble family more every day, too. <laughs> kind of cool. Very cool.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, I mean, as far as announcements go, I really don't have much. Um okay. other than, you know, uh, the Patreon thing um mm-hmm. that's up there. If if you'd like to support the show, yeah. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. Um you, you know, for as little as five bucks a month. Yeah. That whatever. goes to keep the lights on mm-hmm. and uh, you know, keep us on 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 the internet.
0: <laughs> yes. And
1: we you. try and give back as much as we can. Um, more so. And so That's one thing you can do. Um,
0: And for those that are just tuning in and going, wait, this shouldn't be bonus round. You should be in your second hour. Why are you
1: quitting early? We're not. We did. Well, we we are kind of.
0: We started an hour early. So if you missed the first hour, which was hour earlier than you're used to it, Leslie Mnookin, a great guest. We had a lot of good things to discuss with her. Go back and watch it. Share the show. At the very least, that's all I ask. Share the show. And then uh, go on from there. Tomorrow we'll be back. And you can tell them. What's going on tomorrow? Cause I got to run to the airport and then you can sign off on your own and you can make fun of me all you want. I won't make fun of you. Love you. My brother.
1: All right, man. Tell your all mom, I you. said, hi, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back it. on time tomorrow. She'll
0: probably be dropped by in studio tomorrow. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right. See you super D. See you, everybody. Okay. Hang out with super Don. I'll see you later.
1: Hey, all right. So real quick tomorrow, we've got Evans Putnam. This would be the second time we've had Evans Putnam on the show. Um and Ty Bollinger will not be with us tomorrow. He is, is still in the middle of shooting for this new uh, uh documentary documentary series that he's putting together, the remedy series. So he will not be with us tomorrow. So we'll have an open hour uh tomorrow unless we fill the slot with somebody else. But we'll be we will be back. We will be live, we will be on time in the usual time slot tomorrow. And If all goes well, it looks like we'll have Michael Bolden on Friday as well. So, anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in. Those of you that uh, joined us early, those of you who did not, uh, as soon as this ends, you can go back and watch the first hour with Leslie Manukian. So, thanks for joining us today, and uh, you guys have a good weekend. Hopefully, your weather is as good as ours. Get out there in the garden. I know I'm getting mine set up this weekend. Can't wait. And, uh Make it a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a wonderful afternoon and evening, and we'll talk to you then.